Welcome to Oakland's Podcast, where we have an open and honest conversation about everything from A to Z as it pertains to the LGBTQ community and beyond. <laughs> I'm your host, Rodney, and you can follow me at I am Rodney Wash, and you are watching season two, episode 16, Snap Snap. And we are just so happy to see you all. Um, and the collection plate is there. We're not even there yet. Yeah. You can see it. No, no, we're no. not there with the introduction. I know. Y'all didn't start talking, so. Oh, what? <laughs> well, you <laughs> I'm your host, Marco the Prince, and you can follow me on IG at Marco the Prince. <laughs> I'm your host, Shazam. You can follow me at underscore Kim Play underscore. And I'm your host, Solomon E. Stretch, and you can follow me at Solomon E. Stretch at on IG. Okay. Yes. Nobody knows what they're saying today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you gotta keep it going. Can't mess up no Michelle. <laughs> Babe, I love Michelle. But yes, we do have a collection plate in the middle and you can always donate to us, sweet babies, by giving us a dollar or more. Yes, sweet babies. You can do that by going to our... <laughs> I love Monique. That's where I get it from. Sweet babies. <laughs> you can donate by going to our website at opletchapodcast.com or click the donate description in whatever platform list to us on. And so I'm going to tell you how to further support us. And you can further support us um, by commenting, <laughs> by liking, commenting, and subscribing on our YouTube channel. Um, we appreciate all of your DMs. I have received some DMs recently about what we should discuss on the show. Mm -hmm. I have found that to be very inspiring because that lets me know that you guys are watching. And we would love to see your feedback on our YouTube channel. So comment, like, subscribe. And it goes a long way, you guys. Help with the algorithm, okay? But I would do want to say this. Prairie Support, Prairie Support on our podcast platform. We have we are already at 800 downloads. It's all because of y'all. So we want to say thank you for that. That's really like that's a really a blessing. So thank you. That means we're growing. Um, Solomon, how was your week? My week has actually been really good. Um, Sunday, I had this the most inspiring conversation with my mother, mm. and. Oh. Now, you think you know somebody. Like, I I was in this space of, like, I know my mom. But we had this conversation where she revealed herself to me in a way that I was like, yo. Like, she explained, like, some of the the decisions that she's made as a parent. She even apologized for some of the decisions. And I was just like, you don't have to do that. But then I also got an opportunity to, like, affirm her and let her know how grateful I am for her and how much I appreciate mm -hmm. her. Um, and so I, that really just set the tone for my week. So it's been a great week. I love that. I love you and your mom relationship. It's really beautiful. Thanks. It is really beautiful. Shazam, how's your week? It's great. I ain't got no complaints. <laughs> I ain't got no complaints. Beyonce is on the way to yes, the city, yes, and yes, 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 that's yes. that's the high of the week. Everybody should be excited. Beyonce's going to take Don't you over. Feel her energy coming? I feel it. I feel, I feel, I feel my it. help coming. Yeah. <laughs> I feel my help coming. Beyonce. But, yeah, it's been great. I'm excited for the concert. I'm excited to see everybody's fashions, their cheap spandex, even if they look a mess. Wow. Um, the cheap. Well, damn. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, over the weekend, I didn't do nothing. Well, I, I went out a few times. It was fun. But yeah, I've been saving all my energy for Beyonce and New Orleans, child. So. Do it. Do it. Do it. How was your week, Rodney? <laughs> <laughs> well, my weekend was really, really good. Um, I started back working on Monday. Um, I'm blessed to have a job. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I really think sometimes take things for granted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am blessed to say I have a job to go back to. Um, however, I don't appreciate the training they put me in. They got your bitch training and they wanted me to train for. Okay. Yeah, I'm back in training. Mm -hmm. Like I'm starting over in training. So, oh. you know, that's really, I know, remarkable, right? A blessing. Yes. <laughs> in disguise. A blessing. Hallelujah. Shiable. Um, but I love seafood. And y'all, I ate seafood on Monday. I mm -hmm. went to Blue Seafood House. Okay. And they have, as I got there now, free promotion. They have limited crab legs on Monday. It's a good time. Unlimited for $40. Go try them. Tell them mm. we sent you so we get some credit. Um, but, bitch, I was so gassy. <laughs> 
I'm not talking about like this belching and mm. just I had gas pains like mm. what the old folks talk about. That's a gas sick feel. Mm. I said, Lord, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but that shit worked. So anybody <laughs> Anybody need some recommendations? <laughs> recommendations. Another free promo for gas sex. <laughs> when I tell you, my mama said, take a gas sex pill, boy. Because I had to call my mom. I was in that much pain. Say, man, go get a gas sex pill for Walgreens. <laughs> what the? Oh, shit. Blood promotion. Man, I was to Walgreens and got that gas sex pill. And I say, next 10 minutes, it went away. So, <laughs> shout out to the gas sex. I want to know the science behind those. Like, where does it go? Like... I don't even know, it bitch. It just, like... <laughs> absorbs it. The... <laughs> did you say the source? It's the one absorbs it. That's too... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the seafood restaurant, like, yes, they said our name, and then it's like, oh, our food gave us gas. Gave you gas, gave gas. right. Damn. Well, it's my body, not the seafood. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, how was your week? My week last week was very trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, so on Thursday, I was going to work, woke up with a flat. Tire. So I had to buy all new four tires because then the other front one was low on thread. Uh, tread, excuse me. See, always fucking up words. Um, so then it was just cheaper to buy all four new tires and two. And then I had to get an alignment because it's all brand new tires. Oh, baby. Then I had to take the dog to the hospital because it was her first Damn. birthday. You know, well, after having a dog for one year, you got to do a wellness checkup. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, so this weekend, I just played video games and zoned out. Like, I played Mortal Kombat and Grand Theft. So, I chill. So, you was driving around on bald tires? That's dangerous, friend. I know. That's, well, not anymore. <laughs> You talking, hey, baby, you got <laughs> okay, look, I'm glad you got him because it's been raining. That, well, I okay. know. Slipping and sliding. <laughs> not the good and one. But yeah, um, it was my baby's birthday, so I bought her a um, little dog cake. So we had a little, I had Aww. champagne and she had a little treat. So it was cute. Nice, relaxing. Again, saving my energy for Beyonce. So I'm going to tell you what, it's a credit card company that I use for unexpected emergencies. Mm-hmm. Oh, no more free promo. No, I'm not saying their name. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to let you know you get, they charge up like $5,000. Mm-hmm. And I don't use that card unless I get tires, alignment, <laughs> unexpected expenses. <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you got a copay. It's like... <laughs> Wait, do you guys have... I know this, Randall, but do you guys have like dog insurance? Does that like cover mm-hmm. that? They don't, so it's a reimbursement, so I don't consider oh, okay. it. Because yeah, my no. dog, if I go for three years, my dog never sick, and I'm getting fifty dollars a month. Oh, okay, <laughs> baby, don't make no I just sense. I people talk about dog insurance. I'm just curious. <laughs> it's not as good as they make it. Seem. Yeah, girl, no. Might as well just pay out of pocket. What's your credit charge? Oh, fuck them dogs. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all ready to get in these streets, baby? We got, I'm we got ready. a lot of talk about. What are we talking about? Because so much went on. <sighs> so before we get in the streets, openers, you know we got to pay these bills as always and forever. Apple is our official sponsor for Open Relationship Podcast. Make sure you click the link in the description so you can get one month of Apple TV or Apple Music. And as always, thank you for your support. Oh, it's one month. Mm-hmm. I told the people on Instagram the other day three months. Oops, my bad. Well, so your next oh. two months are on Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon will be <laughs> It's four nine nine a month. Solomon, get ready. <laughs> Yo, look, it's called a typo. <laughs> um, so, um, Chicago native DJ Casper has gone to see the Lord. Um, Fifty eight, so young. Um, put a very good stamp into the black community and line dancing. Um, he was battling cancer. Um, so I just mm. wanted to give light and peace and positive vibes to his family and anybody that's suffering from it. I know the city of Chicago is probably hitting it hard. So Tell the people who he is. I don't know if the people don't know. Oh, you're right. Um, Cha-Cha Slide. Yeah, right? I, I, don't, mean, I can rec- If you said like DJ Castle randomly to me, I may not know. Oh, Cha-Cha we Slide. We got different the, age brackets of openers. <laughs> the um, the okay, gentleman right. that has created Cha-Cha Slide, slide <laughs> to the left, slide to the right. Um, yeah. Go Google some songs. One, high. Mm. 
My Let's favorite part was Charlie Brown. I like how low key you go. I was going to say, that's my part. How low key you go? Gay. Can you go ahead? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he would teach you how to ride early. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Megan who? Megan Cha Cha. Recipe, sir. She's faithful to the community. I also want to give a shout out to Atlanta, New York, LA, and Philly. Um, There were some memorials going around um, for O'Shea Sibley. Um, Just voguing in the middle of the street, just living a black, authentic, gay, bisexual, trans life, whatever you claim. It was just so powerful. Everybody looked so free. Um, I was actually, I don't watch people's lives too much, but I was really watching like people's lives like while just voguing. So. I love balls, no pun intended, but like that's my that's my thing. I watch like on YouTube and things, so um, I have fun watching it. And minus the circumstances, but I just loved how everybody was just being free and just expressing. And that was supporting. beautiful. Mm. I shared it on the page because I was just like, "This is really nice." Mm-hmm. Like in remembrance of him. So yes. Um, so I want to cuss out somebody. Um, and this is where this comes from. Um, I think that straight men should mind their business. Mm. Um, and I say that because Neo was on a podcast. Um, he has no experience with this topic that he was talking about. Um, he was talking about parenting and when your child comes up to you stating that he wanted to be a girl or she wanted to be a young boy and I just feel like Neil you have no right to talk you are not good in anybody's media I respect his talent he has wrote some of the biggest hits for the Queen Bee but I think we are I think since everybody has a mic now like they just feel like it's freedom of speech and like you can just say things and then 24 hours later apologize I think the issue is nobody wanted to talk about stuff like this until Dwayne Wade took a stand and said, I'm going to support my daughter no matter what. And now everybody got comments, just like assholes. <laughs> Neo got a comment, Boosie got a comment, mm-hmm. and all of them are ignorant. And it's just like, if it's not affecting your life, what's it to you? Like, wh- why does it matter? Because it really doesn't. At all. What, was it you that said the um, was it you that said the quote like if you don't protect the entire kingdom you're not yes. a king? Well, exactly something along. I brought that it lines. up. Yeah, but it was it was um, who was it? I, I remember you bringing it up on one episode. But. <laughs> I brought it up, but I didn't say it because I, I don't want to. I mean, like you said, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I don't want to take credit for it, but yeah, I did bring that up. Yeah, Are you I think. Okay? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's just dying to, but, dying to comment, aren't you? Yeah, I'm waiting. He's ready. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think say. it's everybody has a comment about it. If it doesn't affect you, why, why, why? Like you're taking an opportunity to push more transphobia, more hate out mm-hmm. into the community, and that's not what we need. So be quiet. Especially since we just talked about Just Hilarious. Um, and then you have the O'Shea situation. And now we have Neo talking. Pick up just, a pen. Just, Pick up a pen. <laughs> Please give us some hits. That's all we ask for. Go <laughs> find a studio so we can make some beats. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney? <laughs> mm, um, I guess I'm indifferent. I don't feel like what he said was wrong. Um, Surprise. Surprise, surprise, Rodney's here to save the day. (laughs) No, but honestly, so me being a gay male who is black, um, if my child come to me at the age, I say any age under, to me, my opinion, under 13, and say, daddy or dad, I hope I have a husband, I feel like I want to be the opposite sex. Though I would appreciate their coming to free, like having the freedom to tell me because I want to make mm-hmm. sure I have an open and platform children to tell me anything is going on with them, how they feeling. I won't really entertain it to after age 13. Then from there, we would go to a therapist because that's a big decision. And I know as a child, hell, I thought I was a lizard. I thought I was Godzilla. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just being honest. Like, I saw Godzilla and I love what I said. I just go to school and say, rawr. Like, I got from trouble doing shit like that. <laughs> like, your mind is so impressionable. At, the, mm-hmm. at a young age, you're still learning, still growing. So, I don't think what he said was wrong because mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. And I'm gay. And I'm very for the community. I think... <sighs> 
I don't I didn't watch her interview, so I wanna take a thirty second clip and like I need to watch her interview to get my real full opinion. Mm -hmm. But what I just saw from that, I don't think it was wrong. It's his opinion, it's his children. What I think we need to stop doing is opposing our views on other people. Like I said later in every episode, we have people make decisions for us every day in the government. And they're not gay, and they're not this, and they show you now can't have abortion. So mm -hmm. we be. I feel like our outrage is, is is this is not that big. It's Neo's family, Neo's business. Um, but I feel the same way too. I'm not letting my son and daughter wear dresses under thirteen. I think it becomes really? an issue with the words that you I'm choose not. to say, though. I'm not. I, I agree. Like I think it. it I think you have to be very cautious. Um, especially when you're speaking out, and I agree with you about the minding your business. Mm -hmm. um, not in the sense that I think Neil should mind his business, because the thing that is important is that he is a parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so the thing is, for me, what becomes important then is, so say, for instance, your child hasn't come to you and told you that they identify a certain kind of way. And then you go publicly and say... Um, I don't think a parent should allow them to identify. That could be, that could cause a child to go inward, to withdraw, to mm -hmm. be closeted for however long. Mm. Um, I think it's important to um, be cautious in the sense of, if I am a parent, I understand that I have my own personal views as a parent. And at the same time, my views cannot overpower or dictate my child's development. Going back to the conversation that I had with my mother Sunday, she was mm -hmm. like, I may not have always made the right decisions. I may not have always said the right things. And for that, I am sorry. And I am now hearing this at 41. And so to hear it at 41, like my mother and I, we were like close to tears on the phone. And you you never know the impact that your words have. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember my mother saying anything like hateful. Um, but at the same time, it was just like my mother's now in the space of going back over history and just be like, well, what if I have done something that could have affected my child in a negative manner? Mm -hmm. And but here we are 40 years later. Mm, good perspective. Yeah. From that perspective, I agree. However, comma. It's still his children, and I don't think what he said was that detrimental to make. Go, but we he should never apologize. But we won't know into the future. But then I have this whole thing about apology culture. Like yeah. once once you say something, own it. Um, you know, there's this whole thing out there out there right now with Jamie Fox and I was just about to bring that up. Um, and that's a whole different topic. Um, if you were going to talk about it, we can. If or not, we can talk about it later. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's just like that was taken so far out of context Gross. and it was and this could be a, a similar situations where you know this is an individual talking to a specific community mm. and then other folks just latch on no you we don't we don't get to do that but anyway that's great perspective i like that um <clears throat> excuse me also um <laughs> Tory Tory Lanez is sentenced to ten years for shooting Megan Thee Stallion and not laughing at it. But just I just remember when all this first started, everybody was just so raw raw. Tory didn't do it, and now now look two three years later, literally. Um, so he was guilty for assault with a semi-automatic firearm, carrying a loaded gun, and unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Um, mm. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this um this kind of makes me happy that he's like getting sentenced um, damn not you no. put a black man in jail to be a black <laughs> no cause like he lied and like yeah. made songs of this black woman like he did make a tweeted, song um and multiple songs in a whole album like that's just he showed his ass. Yeah. And completely. then after showing his ass, he got up on the stand and wanted to blame it on everything else, talking about, well, I've done alcohol and all this. Like, sir, had you just <laughs> told the people that you did it and act instead of acting a fool mm -hmm. and showing your ass, 
You probably was probably wouldn't happen. Megan even said like she was trying to protect him at one point. That's mm-hmm. why she didn't say that he she, he shot her originally when it first happened. But I think what really pissed me off about this, which my opinion, they talked about there were seventy I think seventy six people that wrote like letters to support him, and one of them was fucking Iggy Azalea. She wrote a letter to like basically speak to his character, and it's like. Okay, when Megan comes out with a folding chair and wraps your ass under the table, <laughs> do not be mad. Do not call her a bully. I don't want none of these rappers, none of these female rappers, mm-hmm. none of these male rappers to say nothing when she releases the diss track of the century and tears everybody a new asshole. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. I think it's very important when you had that perfect that perfect relationship in front of the camera and mm-hmm. ever think her husband is good because they see them out and she might be speaking for that per- not making an excuse for what she's taking as bullshit. But you don't really know a person. You really know a person. You might interact with Tori thought he was mm-hmm. an angel. He right. might have treated you nice and made you feel good. But he did do that shit to Megan. Like and I think this was going on with a lot of people like conflicted because people might know Tori mm-hmm. to be not that type mm-hmm. of person, but that shit really happened. There was video <laughs> footage. Yeah, <laughs> we all woke up. <laughs> it's it's uh, I don't yeah. like any of it. I don't. I don't like the violence towards women. I don't like a black man going to jail. I don't like any of it. Um, and I think it just perpetuates a narrative that's already out there that. We are violent. We can be abused, and it's just sickening. Mm-hmm. Lock his ass up. <laughs> Lock his ass <laughs> up. Go back to Canada, hoe. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and last but not least, we're gonna talk about fade in the water from Alabama. Yes, Lord. Oh. The- <laughs> Now yes, Lord. The, now the white chair that is going viral <laughs> on all the streets. <laughs> white on white crime. <laughs> <Lock them. laughs> so if you haven't heard, <laughs> which I'm sure the whole world knows, uh, August 7th, there was, a, um, <laughs> there was an incident that happened on the Alabama River. Where um, security guard asked a group of white supremacist people to just move their boat over because there was another. Wait, are we sure they were white supremacists? I'm not standing up for white supremacy, but I don't know. I don't know. At we this know point, that word. Colin was. They know that Say allegedly, please. I don't know. Oh, you right. Oh, allegedly. I'm not standing up for white supremacy. What is it about but this side of the table? I was just like, whoa. They are. They were. They are thugs. They were violent. Ooh, you can uh, say that. That's but, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh. <laughs> but Media the, training girls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the security guard just asked these group of people to move. <laughs> no lawsuit over here. <laughs> <laughs> to move the camera over, over there. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it was like a royal rumble up in the street. So, I mean... I loved seeing all these black men come together and stand up for this individual. And quite frankly, you know. Beat the Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say is, I watched the fight from like several different angles because I had to. Mm-hmm. And all, like, there's an angle from on the boat, whoever was on the like river boat. First of all, they said the boat's name is the Harriet, so I just thought that yeah, was Yeah, baby, Harriet, <laughs> like this. Look it down from the guys. Oh. If you watch from the boat, it's like the man hit the dude with the chair, and then like the fight was essentially over, and that mm-hmm. woman was on the ground, and he literally whacked her so fucking hard with that chair. Now and I you felt bad. It. it was like, wow. You was like, like and the was police over. looking for him. And the, listen, as soon as he hit her with that chair, the police said, "Okay, that's enough." And they stepped in. <laughs> that was okay. So that was a bit. Much. I was a little like, damn, you didn't have to do that. Out there, bitch. <laughs> there was one added on Twitter where it, like, as soon as he hit her, the sonic rings. <laughs> no, wait, wait. You know how Mariah Mama, when she fought Toya, and she would hit, her, hit Toya with that? <laughs> That's how he <laughs> they got a meme. He's dead. He smacked the dog shit 
out of her. It was so bad. I said, damn, mom, I feel, I feel her pain through the... <laughs> <laughs> she had to pause it. <laughs> Baby, the court said... <laughs> Literally, that man said, I'm getting all my reparations today. Like, he hit her so hard. Harry was all like, damn. <laughs> and if you look, when he hit her, her neck just went down and she just looked like... <laughs> All right, so let's let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. So it's hot up in here. So there, for the past couple of days, there has been an entertainment factor to it. Um, oh, at the same time, come. look, because you know we have to protect ourselves. Okay, yes. you're so, right. <laughs> be, here at Open Relationship Podcast, we do not condone violence. We, don't. we do not. We do not condone violence. Yeah. However, comma. This is a perfect example of... Fuck around and find out. There yes. you go. And what I absolutely love about Ooh. this is the black solidarity. I mm-hmm. love the black unity. As soon as I saw those black men skipping down the dock, I was like, this They shit. were skipping, though. I was like, this shit is about I to get good. <laughs> One baby get his ass beat. I'm sorry, Simon. Go finish. You ain't No, talk. no, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go um, ahead. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think this has set a precedent. Mm-hmm. And I I hope it is a precedent that continues because, um, hmm, let me, hold on, let me make sure I say that the way that I mean it. I said it the way that I mean it. I, I hope that when black people see other black people being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. abused, um, whatever the case may be, that other black people step up and join in the fight. This is this is different than a march. Mm-hmm. This is different than uh, we can have all of it. We can have the marches. We can have the, we need this too. Different Michael Mess said we need it. Mm. Power to the people. X. <laughs> so if anybody knows that gentleman with the chair and he wants to come on the show, let him know. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, Child, the police looking for him. He might not make it. Did you see the press conference? They, they was uh, like, they... I'm looking for the gentleman that had the chair. <laughs> <laughs> that w- damn, that was a lot. Did y'all see the boys swimming in the water? In yes. The that, he was trying to get away. Uh, <laughs> he said, stop beating my ass. <laughs> no, there was a uh, black no, man that jumped in the water swimming. He got up on the deck and started fighting. Goddamn. Yeah. No, I didn't see he was that. swimming better was than Michael Phil. Yeah. That was young man. Mm-hmm. He said, piss on swimming. People are calling him Aquaman on Twitter. In, in the water. Way in the water. All right, Shazam, go ahead. You just got a Delta One ticket to hell for that. God, don't trouble the water. Hey. You were not forgiving Delta One. Child. Listen, it's a first class one. Let's do it. And a gasoline thong. <sighs> Silver. Silver. I was I'm just about to thank you. Get the color right. <laughs> I'm going down. I'm going down in style. <laughs> Oh, wait, before we go, have y'all saw that gift and the two men laughing? It says, Me and my best friend outside of heaven mm-hmm. because hell didn't want us either. Yep. It was so funny. I've been laughing at them all week. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to send this to you because you're going to be cracking That's up. That's deplorable. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, situation with Shazam, always something we've all been through. I feel like most Ooh. recently this is very common. So, um, always going to be named after a song. Today we have Do We Have a Problem by Nicki Minaj and hey. Lil Baby. Theme. <laughs> Do we have a problem? Okay. Um, shout out to Nikki Little Baby. I really like this song. Um, amazing song. I like when she collaborates with men. It's really good. So, conflict resolution. I feel like right now, like for our openers, we get letters. There's people on Twitter. Everybody has a problem addressing their problems. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody wants to really address them in a reasonable manner. They typically run to social media. They run to friends rather than just addressing it head on. Like, everyone's quick to push the problem rather than to encourage individuals to, like, sit down. We've seen this with the Jess Hilarious situation. We've probably seen this in our personal lives. So when's, like, the last time you all have sat down and had a heated discussion or debate with your friend, with a partner, a loved one, about something that you had to address head on? Like, you had to really run up on them, like, do we have a problem? Like, fighting-wise? Not fighting-wise, but just the action of, like, addressing the problem. I don't want to fight my friend. Okay, so... I have a friend, you know my friend, um, that has a partner. Oh, shit. (laughs) And every time the boys want to get together, partner's always there. Every time. 
I might want to share some person. I didn't want your partner to know. Or I'm going to look at you crazy because I said something that he might think that it means applies to you and don't apply to my life. Mm-hmm. And so one day we had set up something where it's only supposed to be friends. Guess who walks through the door? The partner. My friend and his partner. And I said, gosh, don't I'm going to address this shit today. Y'all all scared. We all text about it. Don't I want to talk about it. And so I said, I said, friend, I love you. And I'm happy you found somebody that loves you back. I said, I am tired of seeing you and him together mm. every time we get together. And I'm sorry. He was just like, what's, what you call that stuff? Collateral damage. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be there. And I'm just like, it's annoying. I said, every mm-hmm. time I want to see you, it's always him. And then I learned to find out that's just my friend. So we, that's a whole nother conversation. But like, that was really annoying to always see that. And I agree. Hit the tape. Cause like in the tape, we group text Everybody, about yeah, texting about, about it. About it. I'm so about tired of seeing so-and-so every time around. I'm, hey girl. I, I, I said, this is being fake. So I said, let me, let me be the bad bitch and get, <laughs> and like get mad and hate Period. me for race <laughs> for saying it. But I said it and I don't regret it. And I'm happy I did. That's important. Like you have, there has to be somebody in every friend group that, for ex- for lack of a better term, hits the nail on the head. Like somebody has to address it. Marco, you look like your wills attorney. They are. Tell address us. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I had to address a problem. Um, maybe like two weeks ago. Um, I was telling you guys, I went out to the bar. Um, so I took a nap, and then I just happened to wake up about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and my homeboy just happened to call. He was like, hey, what you doing? I was like, oh, just woke up, yada, yada, yada. Let's go to the bar. I was like, okay, cool, let's go. For whatever reason, we're probably about, like, 45 minutes to an hour in, drinking, just talking. And I was like, okay, well, let's go to the dance floor. I want to hear some music, because we already did our little catch-up thing. And then I just happened to look behind me after one of my songs went off, and he's just nowhere to be found. I'm like... What what the hell is this? Not while you were dancing. Not really dancing, but you know, just vibing. Like, oh, shit. you know, just it might have been a rap song and okay. I was just going off. <laughs> um, and then like, so he's just calling and calling and calling. I'm like, okay, I can't answer because I hate answering the phone in bars. Um, and then he texted me. He's like, I left. I can't do it. X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay. I was already annoyed because you could have just been like, hey, I'm about to head out. None of that. So then I kind of ignored him for about two weeks. Um, but then I recently just brought it up. I was like, hey, I'm not mad at you. I was like, I just felt like we both went out together. We had this conversation. We wanted to hang out. But it's kind of disrespectful for you just to leave me without no goodbye, no anything, no X, Y, and Z. So uh, we had a healthy conversation. He was like, yeah, I just felt uncomfortable and shit. I was like, okay, well, just let me know that. And, you know, we still good. So with the situations happening when you address a problem in a friend group, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people think when someone says like, say me and you and uh, say me and Marco had it, or you and Marco have an issue, and I was like, Solomon, you should address it. People always perceive that that person is being messy. Do you guys perceive that as well? No, I don't no. necessarily. No, I think there has to be someone who like is pushing people to do that. So do you guys have someone in your life or like in your circle who's like always pushing you to address problems. Mm-hmm. I'm that friend. I'm that friend. You are. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. What? I mean, I just said, I'm, I'm their friend. How do you go about it, though? Yeah, like, what do, do you, you do? Do you just tell them, like, address it, or do you, like, normally coach them through it? Like, no, what's why, your... are you, why are you telling me and not them? Oh, you just direct. I'm very. But, so, <laughs> but going back to the original question, it's like, um, have I had heated conversations, discussions? I think all of my conversations are, I'm very confrontational. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not talking about confrontational in, like, um, a mean kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's just, I confront things. And so, when things come up, I'm just like, yeah, no, that's. I don't fuck with that. Mm. Drops mic. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. That definitely was a mic drop. That was everybody on mute. <laughs> don't miss it. I see <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about people who take shit to social media first? Because I feel like everybody does that right now. Their problem is the first thing to do. They go to social media. Then everybody retweets it. Everybody tags it. Everybody posts it. And then everybody runs with it. Childish. It's immature. It is childish, especially when you when you are trying to indirectly talk about somebody and everybody know you're talking about. Like you get mm. posted that that'll be end of a friendship. If you ever if you ever post our business on social media, we are no longer friends. I'm old school. We call that a subtweet child. Don't sub right. me. Don't subtweet <laughs> me. That's so disrespectful. Not at this age. Yeah. 
I yeah, it's very immature. Like we're grown, we can have a conversation whether we come to a conclusion or not. Like let's just get it. Let's just clear the elephant in the room. So are subtweets even when people like post songs when they're going through breakups? You guys consider a subtweet? Like if yep. a nigga posted a song yeah. that said like "Forever Don't Last," Jasmine Sullivan, y'all just broke up. Would you be upset? Um, no, not not an ex. If we're, to, I'm gonna probably just do a lot of fuck shit. <laughs> Bitch with a new man holding hands. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, uh, I go petty. I stop liking people's pictures and stop commenting, especially if we was close. <laughs> I, I will just unfollow. No, I because I don't want to see it. I if we're not, it. if we're no longer associated, then I don't need to see it. I'm not that person. I want you to see my life glowing. Please see this glow up, baby. <laughs> watch it, please. Sit please. back and watch. You think I'm crying over you, bitch? <laughs> a chair, it's not a chair, bitch. Somebody was sitting in it. Oh. <laughs> not a chair. <laughs> so knowing the way your friend group handles situations or handles problems, are there certain people in the friend group that you won't mention problems to? Because everybody talks to somebody about their problems. Are there some people that you talk to and you're just like, shit, I can't tell this bitch nothing else? Yeah, because something got out <laughs> that I did say, however, I, it, it, however, comma. <laughs> it got to the person first where I wanted, I was just asking a question about, like, I call certain people I have when I have a deep thought, like, I'm overthinking before I say something, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I used to just be like full blown. If I feel it, I'm saying it. Now I'm learning to seek counsel. So I see counseling one of my friends, and it got back to the friend that you. So you basically talked to you had a, something about me, and you talked to Marco about it. Exactly. And Marco told me before you could tell exactly. Me. Mm, but I was coming to tell you, so I really was coming to tell you. So Marco was messy. Mm -hmm. Marco was being mm -hmm. messy. Marco's yeah. messy. These are Not, just examples, by the way. Yeah, just examples. Yeah, examples. <laughs> like it's just, and I'm like, well, damn, bitch, like. And then I asked him, what did he tell you? Because don't add words to my shit. I'm very big on that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what I said. If I said red left, they'll do red A left. I said red left. I'd put no A in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell what I said. Don't add what you thought I said. Tell what I said. And what I said. It's what, what I said. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, you got people you avoid telling stuff to? No. Mm hmm. Hmm. You're really giving us a lot of mic drops. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, like, you see what um, his shirt's like, he <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have, I have close friends, and my close friends get my stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They can, I tell them everything that's important. And then outside of the close friends, you have the associates. They don't get shit. You get my time. You get a little bit of energy. That's about it. We cool. Outside of that, people I know. Mm. He has you, on his blunt courtroom bob today, and I don't like it. No, you just you get what you see on social media, and that's about it. But then there are some people who who get a little bit more, a lot of bit more, and that's it. Well, I think you just have to be very clear about your boundaries. I think you set good boundaries. That's yeah. my. I think that's my issue. I don't set good boundaries. You think not setting good boundaries causes more problems that you yes, have to Yes, because you people come to you on shit you don't really give a fuck about because you don't know how to say, I don't deal with that shit. <laughs> mm. I, had a, I had a situation where someone came to me and they were, because I don't want to give it away, but I had a situation where someone came to me and was like, oh, well, um, I don't want to say this to a person because they're fragile. I'm like, what the fuck do I got to do with me? Ooh. And I'm and I'm like and they look at me and they just bust out laughing. They're like, I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was like, that is not my concern. You have X, Y, and Z to do. Do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm and when it comes to like work, I'm very, very structured. And mm -hmm. so it's like, if if I have a specific role and then I have people who answer to me, mm -hmm. and there are people who answer to them. If I have to answer, if I have to deal with the people who answer to you, then I don't necessarily need you. Mm. And I will tell people that. Well, damn. What well, if they skip the ladder? Because that happens a lot. Girl, sounds like you're getting fired. Well, so the thing is, like, if you're not Somebody. following the chain of command, and I'll I'll just be sitting there looking at you and be like, okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. Like some if, people don't. Some people do go above. If you, you if you skip the chain of command, then I'm just like, why is why is this coming to me? There's somebody who deals with that. Mm. Okay. So you direct. 
Okay. You have to be. You know, I, I agree with that. that. I just I was trying to see where you're going with it because that happened to me one time with an employee. He went above me with an issue and didn't bring it to me. And my boss was like, what's going on? I'm like, I never had no knowledge of this. So you talk to me about something. This is the first time hearing it. Period. And she was like, are you serious? I said, we can call him into a, it was pandemic, didn't a Zoom. And and I said, did you address this with me? Person's like, no. I said. <laughs> you sat back on the reunion couch. <laughs> like enough said, bitch. I told you shit. That what happened? You thought I was lying, bitch. I got a lie to you, ho. I left that job. <laughs> oh, no. I hope so. Okay. God damn. So, wrapping it up. Of course, I'm going to get a little messy, and I feel like we have to tie it into popular culture. Why do you guys think, like, or what do you think the problem is that Nicki and Cardi can't address that can't get them over the hump to be able to make beautiful music together? Because Motorsport was a hit. Nicki's a hater. Point blank, period. Nicki, I'm going to say this. Nicki support girls who I feel like she knows does not have a starless potential. If you had like a D starless potential, she'll fuck with you because you know you're only going to go to a C. Ice Spice would like a word. Girl, that's one girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as far as like her and Cardi, it was no reason why she did Cardi like that. Even with Lotto, I don't think Lotto is a great rapper like that, but she's popular now. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Cardi is online. You have footage, footage, video footage saying, I love Nikki. I support, I fuck with Nikki. So when you feel like somebody put in their work, girl, you, you chewed off a whole style little Kim. And I don't care what nobody say. She took Lil Kim, Lil Kim style and made it her own. And she will never say, give Lil Kim some props, right? Mm-hmm. She has. I think she Lil- has she did in a couple of interviews. When, after she shitted on her? No, no. this is like when she first, she first hit out. the scene she did. I saw what Lil Kim said, and I believe what Lil Kim said. But there's video footage. Like, no, but I agree. No, she said that happened because she tried to get in front of it. But it, it's a lot back behind entry shit that goes on we don't ever see, right? Yeah. We'll never, like, so I, I can't speak on like that because I don't really know. I just know what both had something to say. Mm-hmm. I think it's truth to some to what both mm-hmm. had to say. Because Lil Kim has always been an embracing female artist to me. I never heard her saying, I don't fuck with these rap girls. Like, she always been embracing. So when that came out about with Nicki, it bothered me because Lil' Kim probably they could have been making good music. Mm-hmm. Lil' Kim and uh Nicki Minaj drop a song, bitch number one. I know it's number one. Like Charts. number one. If Lil' Kim, Cardi, and Nicki drop a song, what? number motherfucking one. There was a thread that said what would have what two female rappers could recreate like a female version of Watch the Throne, and people were like Nicki and Cardi if they could put their beef to side. And then mm. they threw Megan in there as well. Because Watch the Throne with Jay-Z and Kanye was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, um, but I love Nikki. She can rap, but I really think she's a hater. She she's like she has that Nene Lee complexion. Like Nene is very much a polished individual who does good, but if she feels threatened by somebody else, she don't want to fuck with you. And that's how Nicki Minaj is to me. Marco thought I just feel like um, people just come in the rap game and don't give Nikki her props. Um, Nikki ran the game from. For a whole decade by herself. This is when we're going to see the separation of the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has outwrapped Jay Z, Kanye, Rick Ross on Monster. Oh, yeah. Um, she came out with Itty Bitty Piggy. And you cannot sit here and tell me if that song started playing, everybody in this room will get up and start rapping it. I we like have it. seen it in arenas. You love it. Ooh. <laughs> I said what I said. Um, I don't know. I, I I really wish that they both could like make some dope music because Motorsport was a hit. And even like whatever the behind the scenes was when the video was being made, you can see that it was just not made at the same time. They did not have the same vision. But like I don't know. Something can be done where we can get both of them to like make music. I agree together. with that. Solomon thoughts. He don't care. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> you know how they press the button at the speaker house? Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad you said it. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> I'm not trying. Oh, no. I'm not. Um, after just listening to this conversation, anything that prevents people from making money and doing better work, I just find it to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And so if 
if you are preventing yourself from being great or greater, then you're really just in your own way. And so for that, I don't care. For that, I'm out. <laughs> I say on a TV show. Almost said the name. Oh. Um, <laughs> media training girls. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with Solomon. I think the problem, well, I don't know what the problem is, but I wish they could have put it aside because they could have had a big takeover. Like there's even like, there was a tweet today that said all of the people up for artists of the year at the VMAs are all women. And it's like, yeah, the women are on to something right mm-hmm. now. And them two, like, alone, if they could squash their beef, I think that it would trickle down to all the other beefs that have started because of those two. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Solomon. That's all you got? <laughs> all right. So for today's menage a trois, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Um, so, you know, we were talking off the scene and the topic of phobias came up. And so phobia, by definition, is an extreme or irrational fear or dislike or aversion to something. And then a clinical definition, because, you know, that's what I do. A phobia, a phobia is an anxiety, an anxiety, anxiety, anxiety disorder. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> an anxiety <laughs> disorder defined by <laughs> a persistent and excessive fear of an object or situation. Phobias typically result in a rapid onset of fear and are usually present for more than six months. Mm. And so, my question to you all, what are some of your irrational fears? The first one that pops in my head, I am afraid of snakes, like, really bad. It really scares me. Like, really, really bad. Secondly, this is going to be kind of like... I don't want this to sound... um, I'm gonna say it. When my savings gets to a certain amount, I'll be like, whew. Like, I get scared. Like, it causes me anxiety. Mm. So, I don't wanna sound like bougie, but I'm afraid of being broke, for real. Mm. Babe, I think everybody is. <laughs> no, not everybody's afraid of being broke. We can look around and see that everybody's not afraid of it. <laughs> People put it on. <laughs> That's a big difference. Now, so, going back to your first one, um, I have a fear of snakes, mm-hmm. um, but I can remember when I didn't. I remember being younger and like having like seeing little snakes and not even knowing what kind of snake it was. And I would like I would hold it. It was like wrap itself around my hand. And then I got older, and I think it's because I saw how fearful my dad was of a big ass snake. Um, and then that just triggered something. Mm. And then from there, I like I just don't mess with snakes. And I think another one for me, spiders. I don't care how big or small I see it. I I can't do spiders. Even daddy long legs? Is that a trick question? Because <laughs> I, I was about to say, is that a spider? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's not poisonous. But yeah. It's oh, like the normal, like spider, the typical though, yeah. spider you see with like the really long skinny legs mm-hmm. and the big body in the middle. Yeah. But yes. I know that it's, although it is poisonous, it's just because of his mouth structure like it can't poison us mm. but it's nope not a thing I don't like it I um I have a phobia of rats um oh I can't even talk about it yeah mm mm Really? Um, yeah, I don't watch scary movies. I don't like Halloween. I don't like the play rats that be in, you know, like Halloween stores. No. When I was younger, long story short, my uh my mom was married to this guy and he was like a jokester. He was like class clown so to say so he would always hide like the toy rats around the home so like say it's like seven o'clock you'd be like oh I'm, i want something out the freezer it'd just be a rat like the fake rat just in the freezer oh my god it's uh, it'd be like a napkin or like the dishcloth just wrapped up and you'd be like oh that don't go there you pick it up and then the rat just oh, falls weird. let me tell you no Mm-mm. He fucked y'all up. Yeah. No, only me. Like I'm the only one that's scared of him in my oh. family. No. He did it intentionally towards you. Yes. <laughs> no. Did please don't. Funny. <laughs> it's not funny. No. Not. Oh, mm. poor baby. Yes. Ooh, go ahead. <laughs> what you got, Rodney? <laughs> I am really terrified. <laughs> People are gonna laugh at me when I say it because everybody love them. Of turtles. <laughs> 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 like long story short I used to play in ditches uh-huh. and I thought all turtles 
<laughs> when I was little, you know, I had a good childhood. I'm, a lot of girls didn't. So I, um, <laughs> I got you. And, <laughs> and um, I used to catch crawfish, tadpoles, things of like that. I used to have a little aquarium. Oh. I like I little old like pool, and I had my own little aquariums of life. And I had a turtle in there. It was a nice turtle. He didn't try to bite me. Mm-hmm. One day, I caught a snapping turtle. <laughs> didn't know it was a snapping turtle. He was in the bucket. Baby, when I tell you I try to pick him up like I pick mother turtle up, that bitch bit me. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, thank God it was, like, wasn't a big... He could have really... He, like, he literally bit my thumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I was holding like this, sitting next to it. And he snapped. <laughs> and my grandfather had to cut his neck off with scissors. It was so sad, traumatizing. But, like, he did Wait, not was let it, go. It, like, wouldn't let go of you? He would not let go of me. I was literally in the house crying, like, ah! <laughs> like, and what I did, I got my other turtle, threw him in the <laughs> water. Because I was saying, I don't want nothing going to bite me. <laughs> well... <laughs> so my phobia has some truth to it. The bitch bit me, and so now when I see turtles, I just don't fuck with them. They all can bite, and then I don't like them. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't y'all laugh? It was trying, trying a turtle. To bite me. Turtles are turtles are. What are they? <laughs> Damn, I'm sounding like Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot say that. <laughs> you can and you did. Yeah, okay. And will again. <laughs> you will fuck up again. <laughs> Damn. I will. <laughs> That's a I, good one. <laughs> Damn. So, would you do one of those um, reality-based fear shows? Crazy thing, me and my best friend wanted to be on Fear Factor so bad. Shout out to my best friend Jordan. We really wanted to be on Fear Factor. We like looked at all the paperwork, but in the paperwork they asked what your biggest fear is. So it's like you're going on this show knowing like if I'm afraid of snakes, they're gonna be like, Shazam's gonna lay down in the tank. And while the snakes are pouring, Jordan has to sit, figure out the puzzle that has thirty thousand pieces. And it's like, no, like I'm not coming. I would have lied on the application. <laughs> okay. No, what would you say? I'm afraid of turtles. Uh, turtles. No, that's a truth. <laughs> <laughs> I would do snakes. You like something? Would you? Well, if I had a stick in my head, one of those things, they were pouring snakes around me, I would not. Oh be my god! No, have you watched? Like they put them. But can they bite you? Boxes, they put snakes in there. They put rats in there. Dude, they put they, spiders. Well, what all they that bite stuff. you? What if they like what snake? I'm pretty sure like, they're using non-poisonous, like non. Like, but I don't give a damn. But what, what if they actually lash onto your skin? Dubai. Well, I can't do it. Right, but if they're put, but the snakes on Fear Factor, ain't no way all them snakes can bite. There's no way. They so they can something. bite. Are they trained not to bite? Definitely. Who's don't sitting think. around and training a thousand snakes in a day? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's saying they can bite you. Then they got a mouth. I don't. Th- if so, they got a mouth and teeth, it can bite. Yeah, child. Who they bite your nose in the tank, oh. bitch? <laughs> No, I would not. Like I'm not doing no Fear Factor. No, I don't. If I was Fear Factor, I would have did Fear Factor. Mm-mm. I don't think I could do it. It would be between what would take me out is if they told me snakes or if it was like eating something. Like I would throw up because they they were eating stuff on there. No. Oh, if I mm. ever ate a roach and they tricked me, I would die. Right. What if or you like had to eat a roach and they'd be like crawling and like they eat cow balls mm-hmm, like in a blender and shit? Yeah. They be doing crazy How stuff. How much I pay these folks? If you, you gotta win, win. you get shit. <laughs> Bitch, you got me fucked up. I'm just eating cowboys. Baby. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I need a reward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> Rodney's like, give me something, huh? <laughs> Bitch, I ain't balls. <laughs> Literally. Uh, oh, uh, and not for fun. <laughs> Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> gobble, me, swallow me. Shit. <laughs> Look. I'm, okay. We're back. Okay, yes, yeah, go back. All right, so on a different note, as it relates to the LGBTQ plus community, you know, throughout my lifetime, um, and even before, you know, we have, we've had this concept of homophobia. And in more recent times, there's this now, I don't want to call it a trend, um, but there's realization of transphobia and people being transphobic um what are your thoughts on because we were just earlier talking about 
an individual who made a comment on a podcast. And a lot of people have identified him as being transphobic. Um, and so what are your thoughts on homophobia, transphobia? I think we are coming to a place where people are overly sensitive. Um, I remember watching comedy shows back in the day where they talk about the crackhead, the broke one, the gay one, the molester, where they made mm-hmm. those by being molester and all kind of stuff. And it was funny. It was company relief. Now, to me, it seemed like majority of the gay community, you talk about somebody being a crackhead, mm-hmm. broke, whatever. But let you say one gay joke. Oh, you are canceled. You are the worst thing since like, like it's just, and I would never understand it. Like, how can you talk about these group of people, but not this one? Like, you make a joke about this one, it's an issue. But you talk about somebody like it's really people who had crackhead moms and dad in real life mm-hmm. who had a TV show for crack in real life had Christmas ruin for crack. So that's not funny to them. But if you make, but you laugh at that joke when you gay, right? Mm-hmm. But you say something about a gay kid and you say no or something like that. Oh my God, cancel him, please. He talking about. I, I ain't I ain't, I ain't that type of gay. But I think it's different when you have someone who is using their platform. Like comedy's different because it it is satire, right? You're using humor to shed light on very important topics mm-hmm. um, and topics that we typically wouldn't talk about. We wouldn't talk about the 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 pedophile, the molester. We wouldn't talk about um, homosexuality in a in a certain kind of light, right? Um, or we wouldn't talk about homosexuality in the church. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't just do that in in typical standard conversation. Mm-hmm. But a comic can get on stage and make light of it, and now it's like a part of a conversation. Like we know it's we know it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think someone uses a platform, whether it's on a podcast or social media or whatever, and there is the potential for it to generate hate, generate um, negativity. Um, Whether it's intentional or unintentional, I think, like I said before, I think we have to be very cautious. Um, I think it's important for us to be aware, not just of ourselves, but also of the community in which, the communities in which we live. And there are a lot of people in our communities, whether we identify with those communities or not, that can be affected by the words that we use. Some people that's overly sensitive, and I'm just going <laughs> to say it. I'm tired. Like, I, I'm not going to... And he's not getting up on it. I'm not apologizing for that. Like, I'm gay myself, and sometimes people be running with some shit I see on certain gay platforms, and the gay people don't want to do whole... Um, What's the word you write when you um doing a um doctor degree? It's like a dissertation. A, dis- a dissertation. Yeah, in the comments, I was like, "Bitch, you just wrote all you wrote literally a thousand words from that." Like I don't, I don't uh, like. See, I feel like them are very hurt people. Like somebody really traumatized them, hurt them, and I'm sorry for that. But like. You can't always spew your own personal feelings and make everyone feel the way you feel. And it's okay to agree to disagree. And I think that's what we're getting away from. If you don't agree with me or don't say what I want you to say, if I say you say ABC, you say ABE, you homophobic, you transphobic, you're this, you're that. And I'm not with that. I definitely somewhat agree for once. I'm we're on the same page. I think that sometimes when people say something that others don't agree with, it's instantly, well, they're homophobic. Or they're transphobic. It's like they're not. Like they actually have an opinion, just like you have mm-hmm. an opinion about straight men culture or mm-hmm. straight women, things like that. I think that some people do take these and they try to they take these terms homophobia and transphobia and they try to weaponize them on other people mm-hmm. and use them as like I'm gonna like you're not you don't want to accept what I'm saying. Like not not saying you have to accept what someone's like you don't everyone doesn't have to accept what you say first of all mm-hmm. but because they don't agree with you you're like okay I'm gonna stick this on you it's almost like you guys remember the book the Scarlet Letter mm-hmm. where they put the A on the woman because she was adulterous it's like that like if you and don't agree wasn't. right if you don't agree with them it's like I'm gonna put this on you and I'm gonna make sure that everybody knows it because you don't agree with me and it's like it's actually okay not to agree we're all right. supposed to be different like none of us are gonna agree on every single thing but at the same time I do think we we do have to continue to call out when there is blatant transphobia and homophobia because mm-hmm. if not, that is what pushes the st- the fear, that's what pushes the stigma, and ultimately that was re- results in hate and violence. You know what I thought about? And um, I love childhood books now, The Boy Who Cried, Cried a Wolf mm-hmm. book. That's what this is getting to. 
they want to every time you just say like every time they go like somebody it's homophobia transphobia and it's really not and then when it really is going to happen y'all oversaturated the word so much it's not going to stick because you labeled everyone you know that don't agree with something that you agree with it's homophobia and I think it's dangerous for any platform not even that certain one that I know I'm talking about but even for for the other ones too like you should be very careful of what you put on your page mm-hmm. because you can label someone as something and you can ruin their reputation and it's not even what it is. So I'm kind of, I agree with you guys. Um, I guess my homophobia comes within our community. I think we talked about it off mic when we mm-hmm. first met. Um, so I don't like being being called the F word. Um and whenever, you know, I'm out, you know, my friends use it, whatever the case may be, but they know, like, not to call me it because I just, it's just, I don't know, it's just, why are we calling each other that when we know it's a derogatory, derogatory, look at me, dang. Derogatory. Uh, <laughs> derogatory. <laughs> Thank you, word. Uh, <laughs> look, he practiced oh. on his head. <laughs> and even when and I'm I didn't. <laughs> And even when uh, <laughs> some of my straight friends use the T word, um, I correct them in their, you know, steps. What's the T word? I, I'll tell you guys off camera, but um, it's, yeah. What? Um, you're not supposed to say it. Uh, transgender, but woman with oh, a Y. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, mm. yeah. What a T-Y. Don't say it. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. say We that. can't say that? No, no. no. it's very disrespectful uh-uh. to their community. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I'm yeah. being for real. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so whenever somebody said, even in my, like, close friend group of gays, I'd be like, y'all, just trans woman, trans man. Like, why we got to say a negative word or put, mm. you know, that negative energy on them? We're supposed to be a community. Like, we might not look, act, or like the same, but LGBTQ+, plus, it's a community. Yeah, that's what th- oh, right, going right. on with us, though. It's too many. I mean, I do agree, but... If I could just correct those two things, like no, that's I don't know. You're doing your part. Mm. Excuse me. I think it's one of those things that you have to educate. And mm-hmm. like, if we're saying words like that, we can't expect other people to think that it's like bad if we're going to say it amongst ourselves. I don't say it. No, oh, I'm just no, saying. No, no, oh, no, no, oh, no. oh, just uh, <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> he said, "I just protected him." Yeah, I just. <laughs> but you know, I, I think there's also this other thing that we don't talk about or that we don't discuss in this heterophobia. You know, a lot of us have grown up and we fear being ourselves in the presence of heterosexuals. Um, mm-hmm. So that fear of holding hands with the person that you're in a relationship with, that fear of maybe dancing Mm. in the streets, maybe that fear of wearing certain things, maybe that fear of whatever. Um, And it's because the, there is a real fear that if I go out and I present as I want to, then I could be abused. I can be beaten up. Mm. I can be killed. True. Um, And um, I don't think we have enough of that conversation. I don't want to be um, insistive to that because that is real for some people. I used to be that person. I used to, when I would go out with certain, even my family members, I know I had I couldn't wear this or that mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But now it's just like, you have to grow into that. And anybody who is really facing that, it, it when you, you will come up to a point where you don't mm-hmm. give a fuck no more. And I think that is true for certain people in certain communities. But then there is a very real um, threat in some societies and some in some cultures and some families where if you identify as gay if you identify as trans if you identify as anything other than what is considered the norm then you are in danger i was reading some article um i want to say it's like back in 2015 where when the polls come out i don't know i miss it it. though It was around Poe's era, yeah. so I would say that. Whenever Poe's came out, that's when a lot of people was, like, having a lot of opinions. Um, one particular article I found very interesting, they say you have to be okay. You have to be So for you to be your true self, you have to be okay with losing the one who you truly love. Mm. And that set with me. Like, if you are truly a transgender, gay, whatever it looks like for you, if you are truly that person, you would never be happy if you are not okay with losing people who you thought loved you for being true to you. 
And that, that's what I want to say to them. Had to be okay with losing some people. All right. You were ass. <laughs> no, that, 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 so that, I, just a little pushback because to me, like, I know that has been some people's experience, but in my experience, I think when I finally like came into myself and I was like, yeah, I'm Princess Daddy, I'm that nigga and I'm that bitch. That's Princess what Daddy? I, I'm always talking about stuff that. Like when I really was like owning that, that is when like, I feel like my family and my uh, my friends that are not gay really started to embrace me. They're like, this is who you are. Like, all that other stuff you was doing, like, what was that for? Like, this is this is what we've been waiting for. Mm. So, like, oh. I hope that, I, although that is some people's experience, I'm not taking that away mm-hmm. from you, but I hope that individuals, once you come into yourself and you learn how to, like, really own your sexuality, because a lot of black gay men, we struggle with owning our sexuality for so long. Mm-hmm. We we're do. afraid to we're, afra- we're afraid to be too feminine. We're afraid to be too masculine. We're afraid to have kinks. We're afraid to do all these different things when all actuality, when you put all that together in a pot and you melt it together and you own that, bitch, it's some good-ass gumbo. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> good brew. Okay. Good soup. Jalen Josie, good song. I'm still on this princess daddy. Yes. But anyway, yeah. Rodney, what you got? <laughs> Um. Okay, we are over. Let's go really quick. Thirty second answer, guys. Um, we are now on left on red, where we invite the openers come into our platform and we give you advice and answer letters and things of that nature to do so. You can see right here. You can email email us at podcast at gmail dot com or go to our website at oblichpodcast dot com. Here is the letter, you guys. Hey, y'all. What? We read. We 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 read, read the letter, child. Oh, hey, y'all. I need some advice. I'm secretly in love with my best friend. I just want to hold and kiss him all the time. I feel so merry around him. We have been friends for over six years, and I knew I loved him from day one. However, I didn't want to share. I didn't want. I'm sorry. I didn't want to scare him off. So I settled for a friendship. Should I tell my best friend I'm in love, or should I just continue to hide my true feelings? My answer is speak your truth. Drop mic. Hide your feelings and get a man. Um, oh. I. Just, <laughs> I. I would have told him the day one if you knew that, though. Like, it's six years later. Or over six years, excuse me. I don't know. I just don't like friends and love and all that stuff. It was very deceptive for you to take a friendship when you knew you were in love with this yeah. boy. You need to walk away from that. I I will say take a chance. So if this is... I think some of the best relationships have are built on a very strong friendship. And so... I think it's worth a shot. If your friend is willing to entertain it, see where it can go, I think that would be awesome. If it doesn't work out, at least you know um, that your friend isn't interested. Um, And if it's not, walk away. All right, opener. That's all I have. Thank you. Turn off mic. That's just how we're gonna end it. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you gotta you know close this out. All right, openers. (laughs) Thank you for coming and joining the four of us as we swallow hard topics and spit difference of opinions. Till next episode.